Um, fucking ant, man. Has That's me. how we're starting this episode. Yeah. <laughs> fucking ant. That's the name of this episode. Uh, nah, man, it's a special <laughs> episode. I don't know if this counts as episode six or if this is gonna be like um. Yeah, it'll be episode six. Okay. We're just squeezing it in on a different day. Just skip but. it to eight. <laughs> we just jump in. Make it look like you're yeah. doing a lot. We just more. dropped episode five yesterday, so this will this will come out probably Tuesday or something. So we'll see what's yeah. good. Um, it's too early, man. Yeah. It's too fucking early. It's like yeah. What time is it? Nine thirty-five, dog. Yeah, we I woke up at six a.m. on the dot today. Hours from there. I woke up at six to my alarm and then you know play phone slap tag with it. <laughs> it's typically not the time I wake up at. I, I typically am at least getting. The I'm usually hours. going to sleep at six a.m. Yeah, no. So to wake up right now is it's taking a, a process to get myself together. But you asked me what was wrong. Like how many times? <clears throat> Every, before every episode. No, I mean today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> before every episode when I walk in here, you just you do not look excited to see me at all. Oh, no. I'll be having to muster up the energy to <laughs> fight with you. No. <laughs> What's good, y'all? It's the Over the Fence Podcast. I'm Jen. We got Ant from the 414 here. We have our first guest today. Would we you do. like to introduce yourself? My yeah, my name, from another my, my name is Andre. And uh, I'm I'm with Loom, and I'm good buddies with Jen. We yeah. uh, we met three years ago now. I think so. Yeah, That's a long time. Times are relevant. That's a long time ago. Was this pre Loom? This is building blocks of Loom. Yeah, yeah. I tell pre, pre, about three years ago. I tell everybody I'm grandfathered into Loom. So, yeah. Uh, that's pretty accurate. How'd you guys meet each other? Uh, oh I know it was through Lucian. Lucian Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Back back were... back when we were first getting started, because we're based out of Madison, Madison Wisconsin, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, we got looped in with Mondo, Lucian, and Bravo when they were in Madison a good deal, and then y'all were doing a um, y- you know you shake hands, kiss babies, and, and, and you a, meet people. A fundraising event. Did I meet you before that? Uh, the the thing by the lake? No, that's where we met for the yeah. first time. You were sitting in the corner on your laptop. I was mixing. Mondo and Bravo were doing their uh, their yeah. sound check, yeah. and I walked over and I was just like, you know, shaking hands, kissing yeah. babies, yeah. and I met this baby, and uh, literally a baby out, turned out yeah. to be the goat. Shut literally had, had not a single. <laughs> looks like clue, a human baby. Not a single yeah. clue who Genesis was at the time. Yeah, and. You know, did the quick little, hey, what's up? He was like, what's up? Mixing. It's like, all right. So he didn't great look exci- to meet you, man. He didn't look excited <laughs> to see you either. No, so no, that makes I was, me no, feel no, a little bit better. I came, out there, I came out there for Mondo and Bravo. Like, that's why we were there. So it was like, all right. Yeah, cool. he can't talk homies, to white people when I'm, he does I'm working. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. He can't no, come he, out. He was in work mode. He was in yeah. work mode. And, you know, when you're there supporting your buddies. That's a lot of work to do. That's a big workload of labor. Yeah, supporting friends, especially a DJ friend, that is a lot of workload. It's hard, especially Especially when when it's a free show. Yeah, like yeah, moral support. Hey, moral support. It's a lot of work when your ego is ahead of you, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Then we went to um, we went to uh, Max's dad's house after. Where where, where was that kickback at? After that, no. After that, we actually went to. Chasers, which is which is our our home oh, base yeah, yeah, bar yeah, 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 yeah. in Madison, and um, we were actually still students at the time at UW, and you know put together this whole event, 
and you know, so you were a part of this event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was the one that organized the talent, made sure everything was good there. We actually had a event coordinator help us make sure everything was all good to go. This was like a looked uh, nice. an early Loom event. This was the day we launched our first okay. version of the platform, so gotcha. our pilot version, and we had you know outsourced development at that time, and we were the day before we actually were a part of a pitch competition. Oh, really? So. There was like four, it was, it was five of the top companies in Madison. We were the youngest in terms of the age of our founders yeah. and how long our company has been around. We were around for like six months at that time. We hadn't even launched our product and ended up winning that because Max is just an unreal pitcher. He's, Who's he's Max? A, Max is our CEO. Okay. So he is a very well-spoken guy, knows his shit and won What is your role at? Luke? Went to... Artist relations. Artist so, relations. So I talked to damn near everyone okay. on, on the platform. That's um, why Andre's my favorite. We talk the most. Only because we talk the most. So <laughs> I, guess, I guess by well, default, and, that's and that's how it all plays out. But then, yeah, so then at that event, our app went, went live the night before. And then after the event, we went back to Chasers. And we called Chasers before we left because yeah. we said, we're bringing 100 people there. <laughs> Is there a capacity? <sighs> and it was debt yeah at the time and we pulled in and everyone at the bar knew who we were they're like congrats on the event and then yeah. we ended up bringing 100 people so we packed the bar for that. that's a good feeling and then uh you know from there it was like that was our own base yeah. so every bartender knew who we were and it was like you know special treatment going forward but now we don't go to the bars anymore because because of everything so <laughs> so before we go any further what is loom like just give an overview of like what it what it is what the mission is and uh kind of a backstory of just give some identity about what loom mm -hmm. is yeah you know the quick elevator right so loom's a social media and music streaming platform built on our own network mm -hmm. so you know thinking about everything you like about social media you know posting pictures status updates sharing anything with your friends, as well as the streaming side, posting your music, albums, EPs, music videos, all of that can be done right on our app. Okay. We have iOS, Android, and now desktop as well, um, and also allowing for artists to receive direct financial support through the form of virtual gifting, which back in 2020, January of 2020 is when we launched the gifting feature and made Loom the first platform in the US what is gifting? So essentially tipping, you know, okay. same way that you tip your server at a restaurant, same way you tip a street performer, you can now tip your favorite artist that same way. Cool. But it's obviously not as welcome yet in Western culture as opposed to, you know, Eastern culture where, you know, in China, it's very common to do those types of things. You're streaming, everybody tips. So we're introducing that now to the entire country here in the US where you can I can directly tip Genesis on the app and now we also allow for artists to buy and sell music services so you can buy and sell mixing and mastering music or track reviews uh, features and beats directly through our platform and then really just bridging the gap between the social side and the streaming side of music and allowing for artists to build a better relationship with their fans and other artists because we fully believe that a thousand fans can support an artist's career throughout their entirety of their yeah definitely you know, their artistry. 
Um, so what? So does Loom serve more to the artists than like actual fans, like the consumer? Like, does it uh, give more? beneficial attributes to somebody who's uploading music and you know putting their profile as a professional on there versus like someone who's actually like listening in and trying to follow this person's career it it goes both ways is it your goal to do both ways so artists are the only ones that can receive tips you yeah can't, you yeah. can't tip a fan right so but fans as the benefit that they get they now gain access to an artist that they otherwise wouldn't have access to because it's tough. I could DM Genesis on Instagram. He doesn't know who the hell I am. Why should he even respond to me? But on Loom, I can send him a gift and now he knows that I just gave him my hard-earned money because I like his content or I like his music. And he's now prompted to say thank you to the fan. So now that fan gets that one-on-one interaction and the potential to get, you know, like exclusive content that, yeah. that you're not going to share anywhere else. Yeah. And I mean, if an artist isn't responding to their fans, that's, that's yeah. an issue that, you know, we're currently trying to educate the artist community, especially the independent artist community that doesn't necessarily have the wherewithal on, on the business side of music, but also understanding that to get a thousand fans, to reach virality, you got to focus on that one fan then that second fan and it goes from there because if you're just trying to get streams and you're alienating all these fans along the way they come and go but if you give them an experience that is memorable and you can relate to that artist in a way that you can't necessarily do just by streaming one of their songs on spotify or liking one of their instagram posts you know that's support but it doesn't fund their career and allow them to get back into the studio keep creating so that's kind of the benefit as a fan you get this access to the artist that you didn't otherwise have so so basically to add to that like what what you guys are trying to do is just to kind of weed out someone who would typically stream someone's record on spotify or apple music and you know go on with their day and you're trying to weed out like the people who want to go search who this person is furthermore and interact with their career and find more information about them i don't know if weed out is is the way that i would go about it it's really just kind of allowing for you know the passive listening you know that mm-hmm. happens on spotify when people just throw on a playlist or throw on the for you they're not actively adding that music to their library they're not actively going then and following that artist because you have to jump from platform to platform to get this experience on the social side. What do they do on their music videos? What do they do on a daily basis? You know, getting yeah. that behind the scenes experience. So it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a home, it's a social media website for each individual artist it's where they can hold all of their their services and what they're doing like news wise in their career in one place basically it's your one-stop shop for everything that you need in music in terms of getting the social experience behind them behind an artist as well as the music experience so what's what are some of the difficulties um in today's day and age with uh you know just people's attention spans being minimal as far as uh there being an overload of people trying to you know be an artist trying to be just be professional at something what what is the challenges because from how i see it i think loom is a it's a cool idea and it's it probably will work to an extent as far as like getting people to 
really find, you know, their core fans, you know what I mean? Because they're going to want to go on to something like that where they can get updated on everything of what they're doing and even support someone's career. But uh, I, the, one, the one indicator for me is w the biggest challenge for what I see is, is it's kind of something where I see a lot of artists using it probably and less people who just want to like, you know, since primarily the reason of people, they don't really care about, I would say the general follower of music and follower of artists, a lot of them aren't going on someone's website and buying their merch or anything like that, unless they're a true fan. You know, some people just listen to music just to listen to music and a lot of them just listen to it without really going to look maybe it'll go they'll go on to their instagram or something if they really really like a couple songs of them so what i see with loom is i see a lot of artists probably using the app and what is it going to be some of the difficulties of it's just how how i would see it is say you're an artist and you throw a concert and you're a local artist, say I'm an artist. right and you're in, you're in a scene and you invite all the artists in the same scene mm -hmm. to the concert all the artists are going to be there and there's going to be a minimal amount of people in there, so I could see that that could be the who come up story. Yeah, yeah. so, <clears throat> so you're can, you're able to communicate with other artists and get put on, you know, and an artist is going to want to communicate with producers mm -hmm. and people who make music and people involved, managers, whatever it may be, on that app. That is going to be a gold for them, you know. But what is the challenge of actually getting somebody to go and interact? at the mass numbers to be able to different, differentiate yourself and not falling into making Loom something where uh, you would have to put bigger artists on there like Drake's and make their music available for that because right now it's just kind of it's, e it's an easy app to go follow your favorite local artists and you're going to be able to use uh, the technology to put you know, I don't mean to keep going on and on and on, but to, to, to put, um, you know, new artists on, that could definitely be the method. But how are you going to turn that into people consuming it and like actually using it all the time as if I want to, you know, because nine times out of 10, somebody's going to pick up their phone and want to listen to Drake and then your song on Spotify or Apple. They're not going to want to have to keep switching apps just to listen. It's just like a prime example is with SoundCloud. SoundCloud has songs that, you know, leaked songs from people that aren't uh, registered yet under any, you know, song registry that I can only listen to on SoundCloud. How are you going to, you know, but I'm not using it as much because I can't find the bulk of the artists that I want on there and it's not a, a solid listening experience so how I guess my main question out of the 30 questions I just asked yeah, in this yeah. segment <laughs> is I want to bring it and simplify how uh, what are you guys doing to simplify the um, <clears throat> to simplify the process of people actually wanting to use the app and be active because fans are active and they're always going to be active but the goal in mind is to make it easier for artists to get more fans and new fans not family members who are going to go use the app and tip them right so looms a music community yeah you know everything you want in music we don't have the drakes the beyonce's of the world on the platform it's, it's meant for the independent artists as a way for them to make more money from the music directly from their fans. Yeah. You know, fans can listen to their music 200 times in a row on Spotify. That'll take 10 hours. 
Yeah. The financial equivalent of that, Jen, you know what that is? 10 hours of listening? Yeah. For a stream? That shit's probably like less than $100. It's, it's a dollar. Okay. And that that's, you know, before, if you're using a distributor, they're taking their cut. Everyone's taking their cut. So for 10 hours of streaming, you're essentially giving that artist $1. Mm-hmm. That's dismal. That's That's sad, you know? If I'm going to a restaurant, I have a $50 bill. I'm tipping mm-hmm. 20%. That server brought me some waters, maybe a couple of drinks and my food for an hour, and I'm giving them $10 for that support. So it's in terms of the fans, you know, the artists are always promoting their Spotify, their SoundCloud, these mm-hmm. other platforms that are siloed to just the music. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, our responsibility, but also the artists to educate their audience to go to Loom to get that all-in-one experience where they don't have to jump from platform to platform to get the social side and the music side. And fans can also use it the exact same way. The only difference is that artists can upload music and receive tips. Fans can still post pictures, videos, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Everything that you like about Instagram, you can do on Loom. So there's this community specifically around music and everyone in the entire world loves music and if you find somebody that hates music well, I think they, they probably I think don't everyone, exist they I think everyone exist, loves music right? it's just you know, about because who's it's, interact it's that, with it's it. that one language that everyone can speak regardless of if you can understand it or not I mean I like Latin music but I don't speak Spanish so I don't understand yeah. it but you know it's that energy that you get from it so in terms of fans actually using the platform you know, that's that's on the artist to educate them where to go stream their music. You see yeah. all these artists promoting their pre-save links. Well, you can't even monetize a pre-save. So drop it early on Loom. Everyone can tip you that. And now you actually get a better understanding as an artist what tracks are popping off. You know exactly who your fans are versus, oh, this person said they pre-saved. Well, I have 10 pre-saves, but Spotify doesn't tell me who they are. Spotify tells me that I'm popular in Milwaukee, but who in Milwaukee follows me. So that's the experience that you get. Okay, so two questions. Do you think that there's an allure with sex and OnlyFans? A Mm -hmm. guy is going to tip a woman $600 to see her video of her licking her toes. You know what I'm saying? Do you think there's the same allure with music, especially local artists who don't necessarily have those records outside of the the fan base of the general people they know? Do you think there's an allure of someone who doesn't have that image yet to where people are fantasizing over interacting or having any type of access to this person to where the tipping part will be really beneficial? It's a it's. It's a good option mm-hmm. to have because there will be people that utilize it, but do you think it will be used on a mass scale uh, if the app takes off on a mass scale as far as interaction-wise? I'll, I'll speak on that as an artist. So in that in that sense, when it becomes uh, the tipping consistently thing, a lot of that also comes down to, like Inter was saying, it's the artist's work, it's the artist's job. You yeah. meet me, anywhere you meet me, I'm probably going to be one of the m- most charismatic people you meet one of the most engaging people you meet regardless of what it is whether I'm on the floor mixing a song with my headphones on or if I'm the artist that's performing one of the things that um, Loom does great and I'm gonna sound biased because I've been around for it from the start but one of the things that Loom does great pre-pandemic is the events that they shut that they throw so a lot of the festivals you guys have thrown a lot of the shows that you've thrown 
it's been great fan engagement, fan interaction. You're going to fill a venue, and from that venue it becomes, all right, these people who are here to either see this artist or are just here to have something to do, they get involved with the app and its community. They might see an artist that they like. They might see a Genesis Renji who they see walking through the venue after the show or in between sets, and they talk and engage with this person. Now it's, okay, I've talked to this person in real life and have also talked to this person on this app after I've given them a shout-out, and then it becomes this continuous engaging thing i got people who follow me on loom to now follow me over to instagram to twitter to all these other things and have supported outside of just my music so it becomes a i think loom is just like the starting point for it but it, a lot of it is the artist's job as well to make sure that like injury is saying you've got to engage with that one person so so what happens in the scenario of someone becoming a big artist say somebody who's using loom and is pretty active on loom someone becoming a big artist and they just generate into a big superstar in the world does loom cut them off of the platform now because they are big because the the what the goal is said is to have it as a platform for people who are trying to be discovered and not someone like, you know, I don't want to use Drake because he's the biggest artist in the world, but, you know, someone moderately successful like Mick Jenkins, who has a large crowd and has a fan base, but, you know, he's not selling, you know, he's not doing billions of streams, you know, within a year. Um, what happens in the scenario of someone who blows up and who's going to generate tips out of this world because people are going to want to interact with him that's not making the app money if you're tipping somebody so it's good for the artist but what happens do you cut them off at that point like or is there some type of limit that hap that comes into play because at that at that point the artist is just using the app and getting basically tips through it which no other streaming service like you said is doing but you're as an app not making any money now so now this person has a crowd and has fans that want to interact and that tip you know the which is a big pitch to the how you are different from any other streaming service is now not really you're not really benefiting from it as far as financially because i'm assuming there's people that need to be employed by the app and then that also coincides with with just what happens when someone gets big do they get to you do they have limits with that uh, with the app like how is that how is that managed because there's gonna you know the longer it's on the more likely an artist on there that's actively using it one of those people is gonna at least become huge or big or have their big break so what happens at that point where they do become huge and then they don't want to co-sign you or don't are they aren't interested in you know doing ads for you or doing business as far as using their platform to promote you? So that that's actually a really good question, and and there is no cutoff. You okay. know, at the end of the day, it's does the artist want to have that access to their fans and have that platform where their fans have the ability to continue to support that? Okay. So you know, say an artist does have at that point, you know, ten thousand true fans. Yeah. Those 10,000 true fans, if they're giving you a dollar a month, you're making way more money from those 10,000 fans than you're making on your streams. Right. So it's it's an additional revenue stream for the artists. So we've already seen a few artists get pretty popular, signed to a label, and they still use the app because they interact with their fans. This is an experience that their Instagram followers are not getting. Yeah. So when they Where tell, does the app benefit though? Like aside from 
Because I'm assuming so when they get of like signed, tipping and, and all of yeah, that. Yeah, so, like fin- you know, on a when, financial when, scale, less of a, the yeah, eyes yeah. that are on the app because they have a pla- because they have a crowd now. Which you know these labels and everything, they're you know unless you make a deal with them, which is kind of what is opposite of what the app has been giving off. Unless it's you know a new type of deal, aside from how Spotify and Apple does with these labels, uh, where. I'm I'm less worried about you know what the artist is benefiting from. How does the company itself function from one of the main points they make of differentiating what's different about your app? Essentially, like how you know that's a great thing. Like there's lots of money. Say you, say you make ten thousand dollars. Every fan of yours, you know, gives you one dollar a month, right? And you get ten thousand dollars a month. That's ten thousand dollars to the artist. Do you guys have a subscription fee? Do you have something going on in that nature? Like, how are you, you know, at the end of the day, it's business too. Like as much as there's been a lot of companies that have started in great, with great intention for, for the artists. And sometimes that is their Achilles heels because if anyone knows anything about the music industry, when there's multiple parties involved, sometimes there's not enough to go around for everyone. And you know, human beings, they like more versus less. So what happens in that case? Because that seems like a big source of income for the app, even taking 15 cents on the dollar of every tip or any fees or processing fees. Is is there any type of revenue coming from having the attribute of tipping your artists should there be a limit if somebody's getting tipped and they make a thousand dollars a month maybe after a thousand dollars a month then you start cutting the app itself a, a you know cent on the dollar of what you're getting you know at some point that you know is a huge thing it's a great idea to actually tip you know people who you want to support and follow like that's great no other app is really doing that but where do you guys benefit from that? Aside right. from the eyes, yeah, financially. Yeah. So, so our entire mission is to put more money into the pockets of artists. Okay. And we're, and we're doing that through multiple different ways. We just launched our exchange, which is our marketplace. Okay. Artists can buy and sell beats, mixing and mastering, features, Smart. and music reviews. We have A&Rs that work for Def Jam on the platform selling music reviews. Are there you know, any cuts out of any sales? So any any sale or any transaction on the exchange, 10% of that goes to Loom for operating costs. I mean, we gotta keep our lights on, we gotta keep the app up. Is this just a um, upfront fee or is this a fee only, to where Only if there's a transaction that takes place. Or... So say you have a beat that you sell for $100, mm-hmm. That 10, 10 of that dollars goes to us. And that's all and that's, that's all that's attached to it, right? That's all that's attached okay. to it. So, but we we have a pro service and a free service. So okay. the pro is- So it is know, a 12, kind of a subscription a model for the artist. That's for the marketplace side, yeah. yeah. And then on just the general platform usage side, is it we actually don't take any money from any gifts that are sent. So if I'm sending Genesis 200 notes, mm-hmm. which is a charged up, the equivalent of a dollar, I can send it to them in the click of a button. We actually don't take any of that money. Mm-hmm. It's whenever somebody's purchasing notes. So when you purchase notes in app, you know if you're familiar with Twitch, yeah. you purchase their bits, if that's what they're called, right? You purchase their bits and Twitch takes a cut off the top. But something that kind of sucks actually is Apple and Google, they have a monopoly on you know the app industry. Okay. They take 30% of every in-app purchase. Yeah. So off the top, you purchase $2 worth of notes, 
off the top, 60 cents is gone. It just isn't there because that's Apple and Google's fees for letting you have an app up on their store Mm -hmm. and having in-app purchases. So that leaves $1.40 left, right? And you get 200 notes for a $2 purchase. So is that a challenge you guys are facing? When the notes are in the system, though, though, that 200 notes is worth a dollar. So Google and Apple take that 60 cents off the top, and then there's 40 cents there. So now that's what we take for operating costs. mm -hmm. So, and then you are have- Are there any credit know, card fees or anything like that? Like using like the I transaction mean, through yeah, banks like, or whatever? You know, taxes and things like that yeah. that are tacked on when you go to the grocery store or convenience store that, you know, I bought this bag of Skittles, it's, you know, yeah. $1.50, but I'm paying $1.80 for it, right? So is the app, it's the artist, and then there's things where there's small cents on the dollar being taken out as far as taxes and as far as- uh, things like Google and Apple that uh, hold, have a chokehold on things, uh, they're taking their cut too, essentially for for the app itself. Like, yeah, they. I the mean, they, they they have a monopoly on the app yeah. industry. So, so then that so puts I, you at a so more a reason, disadvantage so for mo- about, for bringing this. money in, right? If if you don't have a Spotify premium account mm-hmm. and you go into the Spotify app mm-hmm. and you try to purchase, yeah, a pro or a premium account. They kick you to their website yeah. to purchase there because they don't have to pay the tax then. Do you guys the, the do The Apple that? and Google tax. You can't. So you can't have that directly built in. So Spotify, you know, they do it very, you know, they're smart in terms of how they redirect you back to their website to make that purchase for their premium account. So we actually have notes cheaper on desktop if you buy notes on desktop, you get you get more notes mm-hmm. for the same value because we don't have to pay that thirty percent off the top. But that's I mean, so whenever people purchase notes, you know, twenty percent of that purchase goes to us for operating costs. We gotta keep our lights on. We have unlimited uploads of tracks on how many employees do you guys have? Sixteen now. Sixteen. We, we actually just hired a few more um over the last couple of weeks, which is super and awesome. Owners? And like owners and people like outside of just general employees, like how many people, what, like what's the basis of the company as far as ownership? Are there multiple owners or investors? Yeah. Or is so it, I'm, yeah, I mean, we, I we've, mean, every we've company through, is we've like gone that. through three rounds of financing in terms of, we thought that when we were first getting started, mm-hmm. you know, we were still seniors at UW Madison and, yeah. and we decided that it was around October of 2017. We were brainstorming, you know, come together with ideas everybody's getting job offers all throughout the country, you know, and, and we're fortunate enough to have a very close group of friends. That's also very differentiated in your skill sets. Yeah. So we came together and just started kind of brainstorming industries that were a little antiquated with their business models and how can things be better? And that's when we found out how corrupt streaming and kind of the music industry is with keeping the top 1% at the top. And it's really only the top 1% that are making 1% of what? Top one percent of musicians are making a livable income off of streaming alone. Okay, so ninety percent of all the streams on Spotify are going to the top one percent. You know the Shawn yeah. Mendeses of the world; those guys are the ones that reap all the benefits. Do you th- do you think and, that they're bringing in all the views and the money of the app because the Spotify specifically is promoting it, or do you think the artists already had? You know, well, somewhat. Of, has I mean, obviously, Spotify, Spotify has deals with the top three, yeah. with the big three. So there's a reason that when 
was it Scorpion? Obviously, it's Scorpion came out. You couldn't go on Spotify and not see the Scorpion album. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's just a, things a, a like general that. deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we have investors, we have partners that are helping us along the way. Um, you know, we recently in mid twenty twenty partnered with Neo and yeah. his team, which then opens up you know the landscape to his entire network and you know all the artists that he has a direct connection to in terms of not only being a platform where you can be discovered but having that interaction right in yeah. terms of i mean owners you know technically there's every investor has ownership of the platform but not necessarily something where you know they can come and they can say we want to do this and we have to do it right, right. that that's our team and our team we started with uh, eight of us and you know built the entire foundation of it from 2017 winter break when we were still in college to to now. So is it basically like you guys obviously have the control of the decision making in the company mm. and if any investor is not pleased with something he can always pull out and you know then turn over their So it's it's not like, you know, publicly traded stocks. You yeah, yeah. You can't just buy and sell as you please. Yeah, you know? but they it, can pull you, out essentially in, you know, their funding. Right, aside, they could they can leave at any moment or whatever you know uh, deadline there is of leave whatever your contract says. So, so like, it's it's actually it's very funding. uncommon to yeah. be able to do that as an investor. As an investor into a startup, mm -hmm. you're committing your money to, well, yeah, to the long term. It's there. investing, and, and you're yeah. you know when you want to pull out that's at you know an ipo like just say if somebody's not an pleased or an acquisition yeah if you somebody's know, not pleased they're not tied to you guys though for forever though right like they don't have to keep giving you money no if the app's yeah, not i mean doing it's, well. it's it's like yeah. you know an investment you invest into this microphone yeah so okay. basically what i'm saying you, you, is there's a majority that is running the app which is you guys, your team, mm -hmm. right? And do you split that all up? Like my my main thing is like I want to understand understand the model of ownership. Of, no, of, I'm of just trying app. to see how many hands are in the pot of something that's gonna have a hard time of you know essentially making but but bursting its way into in already an industry that already has a chokehold around it you guys have some really bright and interesting ideas so that's why it's interesting but with those ideas always come difficulties and hands in the pot and which makes it more difficult to keep funding something like this and that's why 99 of startups fail yeah right? so, so my, my thing is i'm hoping i'm bringing up some points that turn on any light bulb even mm. if i'm saying 100 things that you know don't and then mm -hmm. the one thing that does so i i'm just trying to uh ask the questions of how is the app going to do not the artist because i know your intentions with the artist because you've made it clear and you can generally go on the website and see that the the website and the app and how you guys push it is artist based and you want them to have a platform to yeah, actually here, here's, make a here's good a amount good, here's of a good money off their music in terms of i think the question that you're hitting at you know when a label invests into an artist, mm -hmm. you know they're they're making a bet. Yeah, that they think that artist is going to blow up. If that artist doesn't blow up, you know they they lost that bet. If the artist blows up, awesome. They're making returns on that money mm -hmm. that they invested into the artist, which is why labels 
you know, own the masters to all the tracks of the artists that they sign under yeah, their label. They put the money. You know, up. it's it's yeah. hedging their bet. Once once the money's in, I mean, the money's in. Yeah. The 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 label can't just go back to that artist and say, "Hey, I want I want that million dollar back that I gave you as an advance payment because things aren't working out because well, that it's that artist's money now." I guess what I'm trying to push at is less of. Uh, what what specifics of the investors it's just good to have that knowledge mm-hmm. but what is the can the app function or will it be able to function without primarily being funded like from investors like down funding the line. itself yeah like getting yeah, funded yeah, because yeah, the funding the, sure, the reason sure. the lights are on essentially in the beginning of things when you get funding from places it's the reason you're able to try new things out and uh put money into things i'm assuming you guys made some type of deal with some other company at some point so you have to have some type of capital for that but what happens like do you think the current business model with things like not you know with the with the whole tipping thing um Maybe expanding on that and adding some new terms oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like so, finding so new just, sources of income will be able to operate and return on investments down the line. Do you think? Like, is it projected to do that currently? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, otherwise, like, we is would, the app doing we well in that keep case? Doing what we're doing, we wouldn't be, you know, going out to raise a round of financing to do the next big thing that we want to do. Right. Um, you know, Clubhouse, they're doing great. They just raised a hundred million dollars because yeah, and they're they evaluated they, they need, what they, a billion, yeah. yeah, billion, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's amazing, right? That's an evaluation. That, that's great, but they raised that money so then they can go and you know hire an internal development team yeah. to build out their next feature or expand on what they have already built as their foundation. So, with the foundation that we have built. We have a ton of ideas. We have, you know, the direction that we know the platform's gonna go to truly be that one-stop shop mm-hmm. for all things music, all things. Yeah, it's an you know, it's an intriguing related, idea, right? Um, but yeah, at some point we will get to that, you know, tipping point where we, you don't need to raise money because the app is sustaining itself with the revenue that it's generating right. based on, you know, the tipping and the exchange and transactions happening and the more that those happen you know the more revenue that we're making and can keep the lights on and keep pushing forward with the next few features that we're currently working on Mm -hmm. and those features that are in the works that are going to be coming out you know later this year are kind of the ones that we think are going to push us over that edge where everything is then sustainable going forward you don't need to raise money Right, you know, because and the these money's new coming features, in, you'll be able to like individually make like like whatever, like it'll be another source of money uh-huh. coming in, essentially. Yeah, like yep. like so, with whatever fee or you know. Yeah, uh, there's there's a party lot that's, of. I mean, there's a lot that is in the works in terms of additional ways for creators to monetize their content. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, the toughest thing for music. There's not a single platform that caters to creator monetization. So you, we, we were talking- Why talk- do you think that is? It's tough. It's a, it's a tough code to crack because as musicians, everyone has a different need. So there, there's an artist in Milwaukee actually that does this very well in terms of using her Patreon- as a revenue generator and it keeps her lights on it keeps her getting back into the studio and genesis probably knows exactly what i'm talking about 
and she <laughs> we can well, drop well, names. She, she, she does. Not. She does a great job at engaging her audience and getting them to the platform that she can reap the most benefit from, as well as give those that audience what they want. Oh, I know you're talking. About. And who, who is it? You talking about Destiny Lynn? Destiny Lynn and Amanda Huff. Yeah. Um, and then and then you have Twitch. You know. Mm-hmm. Those that want to live stream and have a studio set up that looks nice, they're going to live stream and perform, mm-hmm. and their fans can tip them there. You have Instagram. You know, Instagram is huge with hip hop because you know everybody's posting videos. You know, that's how content is absorbed. But then you have artists that don't necessarily have video equipment, so they're relying strictly on their audio content, which is Spotify and, and SoundCloud and you know those platforms. So you have artists of all different stages and experiences. So they use a million different platforms and there's not necessarily a single one that can cater to everyone. Right. And that, that's where we're heading is, is being that platform that can cater to everyone in terms of that artist that wants to do their live stream performances, mm-hmm. you know, allowing them to do that. Yeah. The artist that have a exclusive content that they want to give out to only a certain pe- number of fans or certain people because those fans gave them $5 a month and subscribed to the artist. Yeah. Or, um, you know, OnlyFans for, you know, largely it's the women that do well on OnlyFans and, you know, influencers. And then you have some, you know, female artists that do an insane job there because there's this like, you see all this content that's blurred out. You want to unlock it. Right, it's unlocking that content, unlocking and, and that you know one of my biggest points is because there's an allure of sex, you know, like w- however you want to put it, and that's why it works is because sex do- sells itself. Yep. It doesn't need to be. You don't need to put money into really anything aside from your phone and what you're going to be wearing, the type <laughs> of lingerie you're wearing. Right. You know what it, I'm it's saying? It's easy. To, yeah, it's easy to break so, into that versus that's that's. Twitch where you have to have the video, you have to have the camera, yeah. you have to have the microphone. And that's why I'm saying you know, it's more difficult more it. on some, like a platform like this that's offering so much good. It's it's hard because they're you're dealing with local artists really. I mean, if if independent artists, independent that, you know, artists, all, all around the local country artists, that, but that can only typically are using the app because they want to get discovered more right mm-hmm. so they don't yeah. have the platform yet to where they're they can go make a deal with spotify and bring spotify value you know so how is this because uh, then that's putting a disadvantage already because then you're basically getting the people that are don't yet you know it's taking a bet because they can blow up and they can still utilize the app but how are we going to get the artists to stay that do but and also like uh it's real. They'll it's, stay because they're making money. They're, they'll stay they'll because, stay because they're, they're getting they're, interactions. They'll stay because the growth that they see on Loom, like Genesis was saying, translates to growth on these other platforms. But what what competes when a company like like again Spotify comes in when they hit the point where they see this artist can bring us value. They can bring us the eyeballs to our subscription model, and we want to stop them from working with Loom. 
So we're gonna go bring them an amount of money. I think that, more power to you. More power to you because that we did our job. Yeah, as, I think, as yeah, a platform. I think, I think but that's, that's where our, you that's get our, discredited. That's, that's where think, the, but, the but it doesn't discredit it, us. No, not, dis- not, that, not that discredit is a wrong term. No, no, no. I know, yeah. I know what you're trying to say, bro. I think any. I think really that just comes down to the artist in itself. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, um, like Andrew was saying. But do you have faith that on? Do you? I can speak for myself personally. You know, I'll, I'll generalize. <laughs> yeah, this is your boy, though. I'll generalize. You know what I'm saying? Of course, this is, so. of course. But then you got to think of it. You got to think of it like this. Even if, let's say, best case scenario. Best case scenario is, uh, Jim pop. Jim drops a record tomorrow. That shit mm-hmm. goes viral. Universal signs me a deal, whatever. And they say we're only exclusively dropping this music through this, this, this. Cool. Let's say, let's say I do that and I mm-hmm. take that. Cool. That's good. I don't drop anything on Loom, but that doesn't stop. Bringing things to Loom because part of my story now is here's how I came up. Bringing what to Loom? Well, whatever, whatever it is. Because it, it does essentially stop. Essentially, it's going to Loom. It stops the listening, but they're part of that story. Because, like you up. said, these yeah. streaming services have relationships with these labels mm-hmm. and the labels that are actually not. We're not talking indie labels, or we're talking about the the big boy labels yeah. that have big. So I think, behind I, it. I think. So I think if the they're people, gonna stop, they're gonna stop. Uh, vested interest in benefiting when they have an artist that they don't necessarily need Loom at this point. But then you also got to look at the at the landscape too. And I this think, is something to think about. No, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I think the thing is too is like there is no one solution for everything either. So Loom is gonna fill out whatever its job is for whatever whatever the artist is. But then it also just comes down to what type of artist you are individually. I'm the type of artist. Personally, and my homies and the people that I know, majority of us we want to maintain that independence and that ownership as long as possible. That's the general notion of people. I think right now, but then you also look at then you also look at the landscape of the music industry right now, where it's becoming more of a not going to say independent landscape, but it's becoming more of a okay, we're going to do label services instead of just being a record label and signing artists outright. A lot you getting you're getting more distribution deals than anything nowadays. So I almost see Loom as a distribution platform, but specifically for exclusive. It's almost a band yeah, camp in but its own does, sense. But does Loom itself, because it is promoted, at least from what I read and mm-hmm. interviews I've watched, is it is promoted to where you're not looking to do big deals with these companies. You're not looking to give them a reason to want to have somebody who's coming into their world who they're betting their money on and have their own plans with to utilize this resource now and nine times out of ten in the beginning of something loom isn't going to be the only reason until it is the only reason of somebody blowing up you know so So there it's just because there's a hundred million apps that's the thing there's other streaming apps there's other services that are you know there is patreon you know what i'm saying that are having these big evaluations right now and that's the loop i want i'm trying to really get through is because there is good intention with loom and getting the artist paid and um giving them a a one-stop shop because that's what everyone wants to do why would you want to be in these other places so as a a label when when you sign an artist yep what do you want to do with that artist you want to make money as the as the label from from the label's perspective, yeah. you want to make as much money. Yeah, they're essentially from that artist, investing in their somebody. name, their likeness as much as you possibly can. Why why are they still using Instagram then? They can't even monetize their Instagram, but they use it as an artist because it engages their fans. 
you can't just have music release it and that's that's it because fans want that experience and if you have a platform that you can provide them that experience mm. and also make some more money along the way why would the label tell you no in terms of the they're music, using Instagram in terms of the music side of though. things mm-hmm. and they decide that they don't want to drop their music anymore on loom because that's you know wherever the label decides to put it yeah that's totally fine that's actually happened and the artist is still using loom every single day because she understands the value that she's getting out of it because all all these fans are then going and streaming her music elsewhere she's also getting tips still on loom so mm-hmm. she's still making her own money i know exactly what you're talking about because i've been paying attention to her and, and it's really fucking amazing <laughs> and she still uses loom in the almost the perfect way where she gives her fans on Loom a different experience than she gives everyone else yeah, on Instagram and Twitter. Different social media. And from that, she's my, still reaping a, yeah, she's my still point is, a ton of gifts. They use Instagram. These these places go to Instagram, even though you can't directly make money from it. Even though you can when you're getting sponsored to post something or whatever it may be. You're using that platform to do so. And Instagram isn't making money from that. Um, but they're using it because there's no cap on the crowd that's there. There's it's a it's a melting pot for mm. people who are nobodies and the Drakes of the world and the Kim Kardashians of the world. Loom, the way it's molded right now, is it's it's only a space for people that are trying to get that attention that can't get it on these uh, places. It's giving them a platform to get it because. There's not going to be those natural eyes of somebody who has a fan base of over you know a couple million people. You're not going to have Selena Gomez on here, so there's going to be already less eyes looking at. It. It's just like when you post something on Instagram and you have a million followers, and then you can't sell out a tour. That is, you know, that's at a mass scale already. And that and what I'm saying is, is it's a disadvantage when the eyes are limited of only have hold being able to hold certain artists you know but why do would, would it be possible use, for would it be possible to stream platforms? drake on loom and keep the model of loom the front page whatever playlist is on there whatever you guys are pushing the message you guys are pushing um as the main thing like spotify you go on spotify and rap caviar that's what they're pushing on spotify so you're going on Rap Caviar is the top 50 songs, top 20 songs of people they have vested interest with, right? Yep. Can you do that type of model for the artists that are on Loom, the, the crowd of artists that are there that aren't the Drakes, but still make it accessible to listen to somebody because it is does serve as a streaming service also, still bring in those eyes. So now somebody who's using Loom is going to be like, oh, fuck, I can follow and get put on to new artists and also go listen to Drake's album also and every time I click on the home page it's just going to be new artists it's just going to be the playlist that they're pushing it's not going to be Drake's Scorpion album you know what I'm saying so I think that would just be uh for you know for me I'm not I don't specialize in this shit don't take anything I say with any <laughs> Wait, because I haven't been in this industry, but from the outside looking in as somebody who has a little bit more inclination, there's the, the, the average person who isn't in entertainment, you know, so you think my- limiting the app to just to just independent artists, essentially, you know, not 
like pre them Drake getting could get signed. on the platform if he wanted. He probably yeah. couldn't release his music on Loom because whoever owns his music. Are you pushing for that? Music, are you pushing to get stuff like that? Are you pushing to do deals with these, you know, labels or people distribution that they go through to host their music on there though? Like, is that an extra step that's being taken just to have it on there? Because just think about it. If you have Drake on Loom and but they still get the message and the identity of what Loom is and they can go search Drake just like you, you go on Spotify and I have to search Genesis Renji he's not on the front page right you're just basically flip flopping what it is and you're keeping the identity and differentiate what Loom is and then you could go on and you're not tipping Drake you're tipping the independent artist so something very I'm glad that you brought that up because something that is very different about Loom yeah is that it's the community that decides yeah. who's shown, mm-hmm. who's getting seen, whose music is put in playlists. That's the community. Yeah. So essentially democratizing the music rather than a few people at the top, whoever curates Rap Caviar, that's one person that right. puts whatever they want. And obviously they have And you guys curate with independent artists though, right? Who, like you put playlists together on the app and... And, and, and artists put together playlists and, and when yeah, the playlists are popular, the you pro put the playlists model, onto the explore page. In the right? pro model, right? When you subscribe as an artist in the pro model, doesn't it say with who you have a, a partnership with, I don't know the name of the company, but doesn't it say that with that model, you get easier access to be on these playlists and stuff like that? Like, isn't that what's online? Like on the one Instagram. Of the, one of the additional benefits yeah. to having a pro account. So the pro account isn't just having, you know, the ability to have all four services activated, yeah. have up to 50 beats up for sale at any given time versus yeah. five beats if that's the service that you have activated. Right. In addition to, we just launched a sync program as well. So now we're actively using our network to place this independent music into commercials tv all of these additional can you expunge on that a little bit more because that's a that's an interesting attribute and i want to learn more of how how the app syncs the music and and essentially puts it into uh makes it options for people to put into commercials and everything what what's the process after that like uploading and syncing your music what goes after that like when somebody's trying to get onto a show or something in terms of like, like you said it's a new no you said it's like you said syncing yeah yeah so so working with our network and yeah and this is something that recently came out so we ha- we are very fortunate to have a great network yeah and and our network is as connected as you could think any network could be right you mm-hmm. know rather than now being four you know people away from touching drake we're one person away from touching someone like drake or someone like you know weekend and getting getting to okay you submitted your music for the sync program Mm -hmm. we get reached out to by you know these networks looking for a specific type of song they want upbeat anthemic hip-hop music because that's what they want for this specific placement all right well we have a catalog of that that is already given us the permission to pitch that and then the network the brand the supervisor who's placing that song reaches back out and they go, hey, we want this song. We want Wannabe by Genesis Renji. Mm -hmm. Okay, Genesis, this is the budget. This is what's coming from it. Say it's, you know, $10,000 for the placement. That's Mm -hmm. $10,000 that Genesis wouldn't have had otherwise. That now is going into his pocket. And does Loom take a cut of the $10,000? 
Yeah, we actually have the most favorable uh, sync program out of any other sync house out there. Um, where other platforms, other sync houses will take anywhere from say 50% of the master side payout. So how payments are work is it's split two ways, publishing and mastering. Mm -hmm. Master side, published side, it's always 50-50. So say it's 10,000 all in. So that's 5,000 per side. Mm -hmm. These other sync houses will take 50% of the master payout and sometimes up to 100% of the publishing side payout, mm -hmm. which leaves 2,500 there for the artist. How we have it set up is we only take 20% of the master side payout as a finder's fee. So if there's no placement, you didn't make money, we didn't make money. If there's a placement, we only take 20% of that master side payout. So is Genesis this a, is then getting 4,000 of that master side and 100% of the publishing side. So he takes nine grand home and we would take you know one. Is this an automated process or are you gonna have a rep from Loom reach out to every artist that gets a placement off of the sync? So for every like, placement, you actually, you need approval from every single rights holder on the track. So I don't know, uh, it, it's you and Ishtar and, and, and those, yeah. and then the producer, right? So set, technically there's three people that own the publishing side of the track, but Genesis owns the master side solely. Okay, but so to get that placement app, cleared, app you need wise. all three of them to approve it. Yeah, which means once the supervisor gets in touch with us, we get in touch with the three artists that own that track. They approve it. Clearance is done. Right. Payment goes right over. So supervisor from of Loom or supervisor of, the, of the, second say party. A supervisor of you know ESPN is looking yeah. for this. And specific what, song. Who do they talk to at Loom through the app? Because that message will have to be delivered. Is it an automated process where they're filling out an informational thing and then somebody at Loom approves that or passes so, that along? Yeah. So or it, is it just they, they have direct connections to the artist because yeah. that information is already tied to the track. So yeah. when they get that track, they can open up the information and see, okay, Genesis Renji, let's Ishtar, just do this through and Loom. this other guy own the track they mm -hmm. could reach out to that person directly get approval from them and then it's it's signed sealed and delivered mm -hmm. and so you're just serving as a third party that's offering the service know, we're, we're to the past we're to, the connection point yeah. for these artists that okay don't have the network or the resources to get in front of these people mm -hmm. and putting them in front of them because How we would have you a say network that, of over 40,000 tracks now yeah so of those 40,000 tracks you know, well, do you know, you know there's good music in there that isn't hitting the radar of, you know, these supervisors that are making placements and all these TV shows that you see, but this is this is where it's different. It would cost them a fortune to place a Drake track because of his name, his likeness, everybody knows him. So he say Drake at requests, you know, a quarter million for the placement. Their the supervisor's budget is say 50 grand. Mm -hmm. And they got to make they got to have 10 tracks in that spot. Okay, well, they can't do Drake now because he's out of budget. They, they, now they got to go down the line. Who can they afford that is of that same quality of music? And that's where Loom comes in. We have great quality music on the platform. That is one stop, easy, clear. So one stop is one person owns the masters and the publishing outright. There's no other people involved. Easy, clear is the example that we were just talking about where you know, I have to touch three people to now get clearance from the track.
versus Drake. I don't even know how many people are touching his track, and every single one of them has to approve it. Do you have... So it gets a lot stickier, and now people are fighting over what percentage is what because they realize that 50 grand's on the table, and they're like, no, yeah. I don't own 15%. I own 25% now. Do you... Do you have a, a, a process, I mean, do you have anything where you currently know how many people are artists and using the app and how many people are just listeners and users of the app? Mm -hmm. Like, do you have that yeah, differentiated? Have, yeah, yeah we, we have over 200,000 users now. Um, and what and are the, been, what's the artist, pretty slowly, right? what's the On artist purpose. fan ratio? It's about a 60-40 split, artist, 60 artist split. to fan, okay. in terms of people using the platform. Um, and artists are also fans of music. Yeah. You know, Genesis. One of my I've big points, Genesis yeah. Genesis also support other artists as well. He's getting support, but then there's fans on the platform that So do the artists that are on the app that are, you know, say streaming other music, like say you have uh, an account and you're uploading music, mm -hmm. um, and you're an artist, an active artist on there, but then you also are just a fan of another artist that is on the app. Mm -hmm. Does that person count as a fan, or are they still on the artist still account? Artists. They're still an artist. Okay. Yeah. So it's legitimately forty percent people is just listeners, just fans. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And there's two hundred thousand users. They're also contributing to the experience. I yeah. mean, there's there's fans that engage on the platform very similarly to artists because fans. I mean, some people want to want to be A and R's. They want to be that tastemaker. Is there any is there and, any place for somebody who's not an artist to utilize Loom as, um, like, say, if somebody is an A and R like or a manager you that is a content creator, for example, right? Artists, what do they need? They need content. Mm -hmm. So now, so I now can upload can my content on them. there without being an artist. Yeah, yeah. So you can post videos, you can post pictures. Primarily just updates, for... You can share your favorite artist's music. You, you can do everything that an artist can do, mm -hmm. except for upload music. Right, so primarily just for... It's more of a portfolio usage of it. Just like, so this is where somebody can come and see... So as a fan, you can use oh, Loom the same way that you use Instagram. You okay. can use Loom the same way that you use Spotify. Okay. You can use Loom the same way you use So you, can have your own, you have your own profile and you then you go out profile, and... You follow the people you want to follow. Mm -hmm. You have your feed. You have your, you know, explore feed as well. That is, you know, a conglomerate of everything that's going on on the platform. Okay. So if you're not following Genesis, but Genesis has a video that blows up on the platform, you can see that. And now yeah. you're exposed to him. Mm -hmm. Very similar to going through the, you know, explore page on Instagram. You go through the explore page, you find a new person that's posting content that you like, you follow him. Um, but now you have the chance to support them, engage with them in a way that you weren't able to otherwise get exclusive content, get the chance to really bridge that gap between just being a listener. I'm just a listener. Now I can also interact with that artist. As an artist, you know, it goes both ways. As a content creator yourself, you can come on and provide your services to these artists that right. need content. I mean, I mean, is it formatted you know, to where, like, you know, um, you can buy beats, right? Yep. Let's let's say you upload your beat pack, and then let's not use me for an example, but let's use a, an individual videographer, mm -hmm. photographer, or um, lighting guy who wants to put the videos he's worked on, right, and offer their services. Is there an actual setup to where I can go on here and click this? 
put my offer in or put my interest in 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 purchasing your services for creators yeah so it's it's yeah. like that and the terminology persists to you know with respect to the general uh field they're in so so right now you know there's artists and fan accounts yeah you know as we continue to grow Mm-hmm. It's gonna end up. And don't know, get me wrong. I'm gonna stop bombarding single, you with a million a challenging type questions. Of user very similar to you know Instagram and Twitter, yeah. and, and everyone's the same type of user, right? Right. Um, but yeah, you can go on. You can post your videos. Let people know about your services because how are you letting people know about your services? Otherwise, you're you're promoting it on Instagram. You're promoting it on Twitter, Facebook. You know these other outlets. Loom's just another tool to expand your reach to people that. You otherwise wouldn't have had reach to, but it's very niche audience. So you're getting more bang for your buck in terms of reaching the people that you want to actually reach without necessarily having to pay for an Instagram ad to get in front of a specific type of user. Okay. Because it's- This is my last question. This is my last question before we move along. Um, Do you think Loom with this current model, with this current model of putting artists first, you know, like pushing their benefit as far as getting them every last cent that you be- you believe that they're owed as far as what they're bringing to the table. Do you believe with the current business model, Loom will be able to expand into one of those companies that are evaluated at a billion dollars? Yeah, with the yeah, with yeah. the business model uh, with, and the sources the, of income that are coming we're in. Going with your where you're with going. Where we're going, we fully believe that we can be that platform that replaces the need for artists to use Instagram and Facebook the way that they currently use it. Where now okay. they can use Loom and have everything in one single spot. Where, I mean, on Instagram, you can't even link your other socials. So how, how does someone you know find you on, say, Facebook or Twitter without you necessarily having your handle there? If your handle's different, it's going to be hard to find you. But yeah, now, I now, think it's so, just an so ownership as, thing as and them being competitors. Grow, we, we fully believe that you know we are going to get to that point. And you think people will prefer to use this over the things like Spotify or Apple, or would you not like to categorize them in the same conversation? You know, everybody has, has their own preferences, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like you were saying before, you want to listen to Drake, you're going to go to Spotify to listen to Drake. Mm-hmm. You find someone on Loom, you're likely going to go add them to your so it's more to your an, playlist on Spotify. It's it's a it's essentially a bridge, right? Where you are using just another tool to get where you want to go as either a creator or as a fan. You you want to be a tastemaker, you're finding the music that nobody else knows of that is really good. Mhm. In my opinion and, and this may be biased, but Genesis, you can hop in on this. There's music on Loom that should be replacing a lot of the music that I hear on the radio Absolutely. in terms of the quality of it, in terms of, but the difference is the music on the radio is on the radio because of the connections that artist has, the money that artist has, and, you know, the relationships mm-hmm. and their network that you, that most people don't have access to. So we're breaking down those doors and allowing them to have <clears throat> that access. So, and yeah, that's an important piece of everything. Um, what stops somebody from the industry that discovers Loom, right? What stops them from not using Loom services and just utilizing it as a viewer 
and as an A and R and taking the talent and taking the talent we and finding them awesome. on their other on their other sites. You you win you yeah you you our, get a our, win. Our goal is to break you know help break artists. I'm just saying, is then, there any defense or are there any ideas in place to try to limit that? To try to limit like uh, people because you know people are. I'm sure there's people you're, you're, on there right yeah, now. <laughs> so this is this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Labels spend millions of dollars a day to find that next Drake you know, before they reach that level. They're mm-hmm. investing so much money into just going through all of these platforms to try to find that person before they break so they can get them under their team. Mm-hmm. Well, are you open to working have, with labels? We have, we have a network. We have the information, the data tells it, you know, in terms of who's that, who's going to be that next big mm-hmm. artist based on who the fans are interacting with. What is their desire to see this next artist go to the big stage, perform mm-hmm. at Coachella, right? Yeah. But it takes, you know, building that fan base, knowing who those fans are and leveraging that to then say, hey, yeah, I have 1,000 supporters. 1,000 individual people have supported me on Loom mm-hmm. and I know exactly who those people are. And those people are not just tipping me with, you know, anywhere from, you know, 50 notes to 4,000 notes, but they're also buying your tickets to your shows. They're buying your merchandise. Yeah. And but what's for, for a label to more easily find those types of people, I mean, they can come to Loom and find those people right away. That's already happened. Yeah. In terms of, you know, a couple artists what's, getting signed. What's, okay, in that, but that, ultim- that ultimately does a disservice. Not, that doesn't do a disservice, but it doesn't do you a service. It doesn't, like because at it the end of the day the labels are gonna win it's historically proven that the labels will it, win because they have the money and they have the resources and they have the interest what stops somebody at the label that's an A&R that's either interning that's hired and he's using Loom he fucks with Loom I'm sure these places like the idea I love the idea mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying it's any any person who wants to start something new their dream was to is to be involved with Loom. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, if they're working for Atlantic and they're an A&R, they're going to use this app to find who they want to find. Awesome. Nine times out of ten, those artists are going to have their music on other shit. And um, they're going to be found well, through Loom. Think of, think of- but, but the interests, the relationships with labels and having dialogue between these companies and trying to work together are you guys open to doing that because the only way that they're gonna give you any credit or co-sign you in which you will grossly benefit um is rather by, than by is by discussing with them and having some type of dialogue or business relationship because right now i look at it as like there it's just an opposition to big companies and big labels at the end of the day they're gonna be looking on your shit and and finding you know all this gold that you guys are putting out there for free and taking those people and then and then nothing comes out of that for loom because they're not going to be co-signing you they're not going to be putting ads and and anything that they're uh put on or putting out to the public so is is there room for i don't know if you can speak for everyone but i'm assuming you are more of somebody who can say this is there room for loom to build a relationship with labels with bigger companies because right now it just seems that you you guys are the building the model and it directly opposes how they get their bread at the end of the day 
So if if an artist gets signed off of Loom, mm-hmm. where's that label going to go to find that next artist? They could go to Loom. They're going to go back yeah. to Loom because their life just was made so much easier. Mm-hmm. They're not spending millions of dollars a day now to find that talent because we can tell but are them you what, working where that with them? talent is. Are, yeah, but are you working with them? I Currently... I, no, I'm just saying, Cur- like, currently are we're not working with the big three. But I'm not it, trying to say what of, you guys have accomplished as far as working with them. I'm saying when you that, get to the point where the it's a larger and you guys put your new shit out there yeah, and you the develop. Cards for sure. It's, okay, so of, it's in the cards. Because, it, because it's a win, win, win. Okay. Where the artists. I just want to know that right? because the it's going to be a tough road ahead of you to. Loom, we win because. It's it's a part of that story that Genesis yeah. was hitting on later. Genesis had blows up. He signs to Universal. Awesome. What, what helped him get to that point? Is he yeah. just gonna? If abandon, they discovered him through Loom, is he just gonna a, abandon his fans and abandon that network that he has created there? If he's, or is he con- going to continue to use it as the label? If he signed to, Genesis, if he signed Loom, to a label, he, he you know nine times out of ten, he's that's no longer anything he has. You're not going to find a lot of artists that are going to go out there and even worry about that anymore. Because once you sign to a label, you're just worried about being successful and making a return on investment. You're just worried right. about that's what the label wants. They want yeah. you to have that return. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another platform. That's what I'm saying. I know the DNA return. of these yeah. labels, and I know that they are not going to, unless you have some type of relationship or business relationship with these places. Not even just music labels, but you know, entertainment in general. These bigger companies. They're not gonna give you that cosign to where you're directly gonna benefit from it. The artist is directly gonna benefit from it, and guess what? Metaphorically, Loom will benefit from it because they found these undiscovered artists through your app. So, so what you're getting at is let like, me, let me, you, I wanted to make this point too. Go ahead. Like, and this isn't to negate anything that's been said, but I think <laughs> the, I think the best example of this because a lot of this is. And Ant's, put, Ant's bringing up great questions. Like, these are great questions. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is also to put in the cart before the horse, almost in a sense where y'all are, what, three, y'all are three years in, you still figuring this shit out. Like, everybody's got, the, everybody's got the goals, but I think right now... It's an amazing, yeah, it's an yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. Your Your idea. main focus is just getting to that next, the next upgrade, the next, the next rollout, the next uh, version of the app or whatever that is, the next experience. But I, I think the best example for this currently, if you think about it, is Spotify pre pre Spotify. I mean, not Spotify, SoundCloud pre SoundCloud. What it is now? You had what is a, it? You had a rapper where SoundCloud right now is just like a, a watered down version of Pandora. Okay, I want to make sure that's to what me, you thought of. It yeah, before no, you SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud to me is a watered down version of Pandora. Okay. Uh, SoundCloud before ads, because the moment yeah. the ads came in, the shit and they're got very so long ads. Also, tobacco. they're not just ten second ads; they're thirty no, they're second like, ads. Yeah, two oh, thirty second ruined, ads. Back yeah, to back. they ruined that experience. But you, you remember, you everybody remembers the era of SoundCloud prior the SoundCloud rapper. SoundCloud mm-hmm. was music platform. You were fine shit. Most of the shit was DJs. And they're from Sweden, right? Or Switzer, like, is that the same thing? Somewhere I don't European, know if that's the same thing. European, yeah, okay. In the same region as title, but okay. um, when they when they did all of that shit, then you get somebody who's we're gonna say Chance the rapper. I think Chance is the most notable person off yeah. the SoundCloud to pop, or Drake, Drake or too. Drake, yeah, mm-hmm. he didn't you pop a, off SoundCloud, but yeah. he religiously makes sure he uploads. But you get, but you get somebody who signed, you get somebody who blew up exclusively from SoundCloud. That's a part of their story now. 
Yeah. And I think that's the part that injuries in the rest of the room, that's what you're banking on, regardless of whether or not whether or not that directs them, you know, financially right away or any other way, that's a part of the story. We all know chance from Yeah, the SoundCloud. story that's we know juice world. You from make SoundCloud. a great you make a great point does, because the, what that doesn't turn though before you do that. What that doesn't turn is that brings more artists to that platform because they figure, okay, this person blew up from here. So now this is what I'm trying to do as well because we can probably go look and see the number of users increase once specific artists were discovered from SoundCloud. Yeah, they can promote that though. Yeah. That's that that's my main oh, point. Just, yeah, you know the they can promote that. You guys can run your um, you can run your campaigns that this artist came up from here and state your case of why. But I guess just my main point, you know, and what I wanted to know all along is. Is this, you know, that doesn't mean that these places are going to say, hey, I, that person came off off a loom because everyone's out here to do take see, credit for the next person. Do you see Chance promoting SoundCloud, though? Do yeah. You, do you, I mean. Yeah, in, but that's in, not a in, good in example because SoundCloud is just, de- so, it's so, just gone downhill, even with oh Chance's co-sign. <laughs> and, 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 and even when it was about to go out of business and they brought... <laughs> They brought a big light to SoundCloud with the memories of people being able to upload stuff, your favorite mm-hmm. mixtapes and everything. They went through all of that, and it's still they had to succumb to ads, and they had to, long ads, and um, just different pro you know subscription models that <laughs> are just don't make sense for the for the user. So, I you know I don't want to bother you all day about this shit. I I just wanted to bring up some points that maybe would help as far as you know uh, thinking about the financial aspect of Loom because Loom on anything outside of the financial aspect is a great idea. I want to as somebody who enjoy enjoys what it's doing and the intentions of it. I want to make sure that it's just not going to be another one of these ambitious companies that refuses to succumb to the reality of the business world and the tactics that are used in the business world and just be naive about the way that these places are going to come in and just wash wash it down because that's just the music industry and there's a reason that only uh, a couple places have only a select few places whether it's label or whether it's technology companies like spotify apple i wouldn't even say title has a chokehold even with their square deal yeah, Jay Z just made a bag. Jay Z, Jay Z's good. <laughs> I just don't want to make sure you know. There's a reason that these places specifically only have their their hands on everyone else's necks. You know, think about there's probably well, it's thousands, if not millions, of other been, companies that have. That's how the industry been has been forever, mm-hmm. and and we're at a time where we're seeing a change. We're we're seeing things move more in the favor of, or trying to move more in the favor of these artists because as you know over the last you know 30 Jay-Z, years he's a good name to it's, bring up it's been that. you know cd sales and then Napster came around and, and spotify came around and it turned into streaming so these artists these bands used to be selling a ton of cds and they there was more musicians making a livable income off of their music and then streaming yeah. came around and decided that you know the royalty rates are you know this price and and it's really eating into the artist's pockets and their ability mm-hmm. to actually make a livable income and now off the music off the, off the music yeah. yes and and now it's you know that's why you see people having to do huge tours 
and even an increase in smaller venues because it's it costs less to put on a show at a smaller venue. You don't need to sell as many tickets to come out of it in the green. Yeah. And um, you know, over the last you know couple of years, there's been a an uproar in this push for independent artists and, and owning your masters and owning your music because artists are starting to realize how much value is in that. And now it's a it's push for creating a platform that is allowing creators to more easily monetize their content. Whether it's music, video content, whatever. There, there's this move. There's this push in that direction. That's why you know Twitch is doing very well. You know, at what point did people think that tipping someone playing, you know, who's just live streaming themselves play video games, is that you know, yeah, I'm gonna give this guy ten dollars or a hundred dollars because I enjoy watching him. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this push towards. And they're uploading content what once a day, twice, you know, a couple times a week. Yeah, you know, you know it's yeah. it depends of the on product the product itself, right? like mm-hmm. of them doing the action yeah. versus so like an this, artist uploading songs every week. Change in you know where the industry I think is going in terms of it's definitely really changing artists being able to better monetize their content whether it is music or visual content and i mean not not gonna you know knock on these other platforms because it's really just been the way that the industry is set up the industry has been set up where those at the top control everything for a reason because as soon as they lose that control their business model is now at risk because everything that everyone knows is thinking within this box and, and what we're doing as a platform is really exposing not only the flaws in some of these business models, but also giving everyone who has been experiencing, you know, oh, I, I had a million streams, but I didn't make anything for money on those streams. Is it every, and, but and, that's the thing. It's, it's not everyone though. And it's not everyone oh, that's bringing not, cause, in cause, the real, the real eyes. Cause as much as, as, as many, as many times as these independent artists, uh, you know, don't necessarily get paid correctly, um, for they do, whatever they, they're listening yeah, to, they, they don't necessarily they bring in the eyes that at, are right? predominantly making people want to buy into the subscription model of a Spotify, you know, and, 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 and that's the thing is, you know, like you said, you're exposing these things that these places and companies are doing and that's the it's, model it's of the company. And do you think that these companies, unless you aren't exposing them, you know, necessarily and aren't pushing that out there. Not saying that, you know, you go on the app and it's saying fuck record labels. No, but no. You're insinuating I mean, I, every, and the model is built their, around their space, independency. Right? Five years ago, did you think Twitch would be a popular platform in terms of watching someone, you know, not live necessarily themselves and tip, yeah. right? Like, not you necessarily know, Twitch. I just knew that people were going to want to, you know, five years ago and 10 years ago, you can even say people were going to eventually have direct content you know more frequently and uh there's gonna be many source different sources of entertainment versus just movie songs and mm-hmm. your regular tv shows so uh that that's what i was saying is i i love loom i agree with all the cool attributes and shit for it and uh i really do wish you guys yeah, the, you're, the you're, best of luck because it's a big because really it's a big on, fight you're really hitting on i mean it's a big us, fight. Us creating a business model and, and a platform that kind of challenges the status quo. Yeah, and, and that's a big fight. Whenever you challenge the status quo, 
obviously there's going to be, you know, hurdles to get over and really, I mean, essentially retraining everyone's brains to thinking it's not just about streams. It's not just about how many listeners you have in a given month or how many followers and likes you get on a post, right? No, your fans, you know, changing that thought process because everyone's been trained to think all that matters is streams. Go, go stream my music, stream my music, stream my music. If you're an independent artist and you're promoting your music on Spotify, the people that go and listen to it, they're going to listen to your album once. They're going to, they're going to, you know, listen to it. If if, listen to the whole thing, then they're going to go listen to their favorite A-list artists. Mm -hmm. And the way that the payments are broken up, it automatically, you're not as an artist that doesn't necessarily have the pull right away. Mm -hmm. And you're pushing your music on Spotify because you need streams. And that's where the A&Rs are currently at to find you. And if your numbers look good there, you have a chance. Yeah. But you're actually promoting Spotify and A-list artists. And, and I mean, as, as obscure as that sounds, that's what you're doing when you're promoting your music on Spotify if you don't have that audience because that fan is going to come listen to your music maybe a couple of times. And then they're going to go listen to Drake 10 times. And the way that the payment structure is broken out is, is Drake's going to reap more benefit than you as that artist there. Yeah, you know, but, I, you know challenging I think the status Spotify quo does is never good... going to be... Uh, you know, it's never easy, right? I mean, when when there's new companies that come out and, and now you have the electric car and people are like, why would I want to have the electric car? Now it's like, it's it's becoming more acceptable in, in the norm. And as you know, time goes on, that's where things are gonna end up going is in favor of the creators. And that's, you know, ownership of your content, the experience that you provide and, and knowing that what is coming in your way is coming directly to you. Fans don't know that. I think if fans knew that their subscription feed to Spotify wasn't going to the artists that they're actually listening to, they would want to have a, an outlet to know where they can support Genesis Renji rather than just streaming his music and realizing how little support that's actually showing him. Granted, that's not everyone, but- I would say it's not have, the larger majority. Oh, I mean, you're not going to have the larger majority there, but if people could support someone like Drake and then have that chance for Drake to message you back and actually have that conversation with you, you're you're going to jump on that platform and give it yeah. a shot. Yeah, it sucks because Drake is like such a high up example because people are going to do that with Drake. Just he his music proves it's not even just his business move. His music is, you know, he has the allure to himself to make people want to do that, you know, and I think a lot of the road bumps that a lot of these uh, startup companies run into when they're pushing artists that are not necessarily independent, they don't have necessarily all the resources to paint themselves as, qual- whether it's quality-wise with, uh, image or sounds, mm-hmm. they're not putting out content that's equating to a Drake or an Anderson Pack or The Weeknd or anything like that. And granted, there's other things that play into it, but there's only few people in this industry that are like actually really talented to the point where you know there's talented they do artists to the masses, right? Yeah, like, that, yeah. that sell themselves that are With and the, that and the, that's the, why they're right. reaping the benefits because mm-hmm. they are doing these services that are first of all providing the technology, which is incredibly hard to. Um, to have as efficient as something like Spotify or Apple Music, um, they they are providing the the listeners and the eyes along along with um, you, you know a, 
people spending large amounts of time listening to their music. I, I, I just feel independent artists, people don't, you know, unless you're like a real music lover and like you love going out and discovering new artists and stuff, which there is a large crowd to on a, on a grand scale, but that compared to the whole industry and just general listeners and viewers of music, they're the model they're not going to be spending a lot of times on these projects outside of the group that's why you're able to pick to understand this is who fucks on my music the most this is why i could find them in uh out of you know all of social this i knew know where i need to tour i know what crowds i need to reach out to it's because it's such a small group of listeners so it's easier to to locate so um, yeah, like I, I said, when, I wish you, when, I wish you the best of luck. I wish I was half as intelligent to make something like, <laughs> you know, this, this come a, to be. A good question actually, you know, comes up when, when Spotify first started. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were probably asked very similar questions. You know, they're yeah. changing the landscape of, of these traditional. Conver- these radio. conversations are good. <laughs> their, 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 their idea was to give the listener the facade of control of what they're actually listening to and mm-hmm. they get to choose it versus traditional radio over time it has kind of turned into the feeling of more traditional radio because they you know they feed you what they want to feed you right but that's how spotify started was to give the listener the control of what they actually want to listen to at any given time and you know moving away from i own this cd i have this music you know, we're in a time where people don't really care for that because for 15 bucks a month, you can get access to everything you want, you know, right. and, and, which is convenient and now, for everyone all around. Right. So the Versus way that Spotify started was to, to challenge traditional radio in the sense of giving the listeners the choice. As time has gone on, artists want that money and, and the creators want that money. And as Spotify has grown... They've, you know, turned more into this more like traditional radio than what they originally started as. But now there's another move to artists wanting to make the money directly from the fans, knowing who those fans are. So there's a gap that needs to be filled. Loom is is filling that gap, right? And and I mean we're just getting started. So if you're yeah, having, you guys, this, it's, if you're still having a- this conversation with Spotify when they're just getting started, you know, they're challenging the status quo of traditional radio. We're challenging the status quo of traditional audio streaming as well it's as just where technology. It's just where technology was really going because when Spotify mm-hmm. actually brought streaming into play, streaming into play, things like you know the way phones were delivering YouTube to somebody or apps and just <laughs> the way the world was moving, it makes things more efficiently and more quick. Now you don't have to. Uh, listening to the radio at this specific time to hear this song or you don't have to even listen to a radio it's you have a radio in your hand not in your car not in your workspace or not in your home you can listen to it in your headphones and on a wireless phone and and you know so they move with the times essentially that was already gonna just happen is just spotify apple music uh, really stepped up quicker and more efficiently than a lot of the other companies. Spotify does a great job, especially with, with you know, we could say the one percenters of of Drake and Jay Z, not Jay Z, but like Rihanna or whoever is bringing right. Taylor Swift with their her Apple Music deal. Um, we we can use those as examples, but you know, there's people like producers that have their own playlists. 
curate they have whole departments that go towards curating to new artists and new people you know granted the cuts from everything you know it's hard to pinpoint because what happens when you're listening to a podcast two times three times a week that's three hours long and an artist drops a, a song or 12 songs one time a year you know who really gets the bigger cut who's really doing more of the work and putting more content up you know like i'm listening to three hours of joe rogan today right and you know that's a bad example but the new joe rogan somebody who who, who doesn't have the hundred million dollar check yet i'm Over listening to, yeah i'm <laughs> listening to joe rogan for four hours with alex jones pre-spotify deal and genesis renji drops an album that's you know 30 minutes because of 12 songs because everyone's attention spans are too short for yeah, music the but not song listen. is going down to like two minutes yeah minute. he yeah. drops that <laughs> record how, how hard is it to establish <laughs> who gets what cut you know so that's why you see a lot of these deals coming out where mm -hmm. fuck it joe rogan we're just gonna give you a hundred million dollars because you have three years of content of three years <laughs> of, of good people content. have actually listened to what you were talking about for three years in the duration you know what i'm saying or probably even more so you know versus jen who has he can get a million viewers on his on his uh on his music jen's got know, two million and listeners. have 12 and have 12 records out but it's just not going to equate to something like that so it's 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 in defense of them. It's hard to pinpoint how somebody who doesn't like an artist, you don't have to pay back in the day. You had to pay a new single came out. You go on iTunes, you give them $1. Mm -hmm. Now you can listen to it as many times as you want when you're on Spotify and it's more convenient to listen to music. And I'm listening to music more times in the day when I'm working out, when I'm in the shower, when I'm walking down the street, my dog's taking a shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's hard to pinpoint the value on that because right, right. Because it, you don't it, have to it, pay all, every time all, you're listening to something new. It's all subjective. New. It's all subjective. Yeah. The value so that you the, get the out of it as a fan, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's why deals and, have to be made and with like these we labels. were talking about. You know, as time goes on, mm -hmm. culture changes. Things change. New generations make other things popular. Who thought that watching, you know, six second to fifteen second videos of, you know, people just doing these random ass dances was gonna be popular. We have a pretty interesting TikTok. Awesome. You should check it out. You know, in terms of that. That's our most and, successful and they, source. And they filled Fuck the void. I, big, I, I, it's I big. mean that, that goes back to the conversation of and using, it's all, easy, using all the outlets. It's easy that to you possibly have access to. Yeah. Um but with, with Gen Z and the millennials now, they want to have that experience. You know, why the hell did GameStop just blow up a couple weeks ago? It's because Gen Z and millennials pump it, go, pump it, you know what? Screw the big guys. We're mm. going to pump this up, and they all shorted it, so they're going to lose a ton of money. And now right. you have Robin Hood that's in a tough spot legally because they, they did something very illegal in terms of stopping the free trade market. Yeah, right? debatably for sure. So, so as things go on, um, you know, generations come up. Um, you know, there's new things that have to fill these voids and cater to what that next thing is. And that's creating an experience and this feeling that you, what you're doing has an impact. Um, and, and that's, you know, the void that we're filling with Loom is what you're doing as a fan actually has an impact on that artist, but you as that fan also get a better experience. Um, cool. But yeah, 
That that was um, that was fun, huh? I'd like to thank Jen for coming and watching this podcast today. Hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I didn't have to say anything. It was gonna you be know, one-sided. We usually have ads during during you know a couple like two or three times after every big subject we talk about. But I think oh, this just, is a segment by itself. Yeah, like, this, this is episode. This is a segment or an episode. I know so we we're gonna to take talk it. about some other things. No, this, is, this is an episode <laughs> by itself. Yeah, we had some this other things solid. possibly planned, but I'm sure this part. Pretty much exceeded that. over an hour and a half. So, yeah. yeah. yeah um, I'm so, tired. I, like, once again, I, I, I really, I really, really appreciate you coming through. Thanks, um, thanks for putting me through the ringer, huh? Yeah. Hey, guess, but guess <laughs> but what? Hey, at yeah. the same time, I, I think that the listeners are gonna probably get a better sense of really why we're doing what we're doing, and yeah. it's really to fill a void and, and create a, a better outlet yeah. than what is currently out there. This show, this show was created. Um, to bring, first of all, opposing opinions in certain cases together. To argue with me on camera. Yeah, yeah. We, we I, argue think, I think that's why you guys brought me in. Yeah, I just wanted to. Well, no, no, no. I like challenge, to. I like to the business model that that Loom has set out to to create. Hey, at, at least you at, at least hey, you'll at come time, sit down and talk to me though. You know what I'm saying? Versus other people. Yeah. So, oh, but. <laughs> So cut. You won't see. Cut that. Uh, no, we don't cut shit. No, 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 we don't do that here. Um. So yeah. So the show is. You know, we're just coming to give ideas. If you, I don't know if you watched the episodes are fairly new. I watched a couple of them. You've probably watched. The I watched funny sound bites. I, so I far. definitely watched the beginning of episode two. Okay. Which one was that about? Nothing. Uh, um, that was the most boring episode so far. If this yeah. is airing on on Tuesday, but you air on Fridays. Yeah, we typically are. We do. Uh, once I'm going to predict week. the future here that Adi Asanya is going to be the lightweight, light heavyweight champ. You have a special <laughs> episode for sure. You have a special episode for sure. So Tuesday will be, uh, will be cool. We're, you know, we're still new. We're trying everything out. We'll see what works or whatever. So, um, yeah, this will be fun. Uh, I don't really have much more else to say. Like I said, thank you for coming through. You're our the first classic guest. Midwest goodbye. We're 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 wrapping up ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going. Before no, you go, no, I appreciate before it. Before you go, real quick, I'm just, trying to get Jen to like what? get some more airtime. So I'm like, I don't, I don't need it, bro. I'm good. <laughs> they get enough of me every week. I just realized I just did 45 minutes of talking. No, just myself. that was an hour and a half good. for sure. Everybody, everybody knows I rock with Loom. It's all good. Um, just let people know where to get Loom and everything. You know, do the do the spiel. The, the if you if you made spiel. it this far, right? We you can, can download Loom on the, on the iOS and Android app store, and you can also Android. You, you can also see like it you. on on desktop at lum.fm, um, and you can you can browse it. You can see what everything's about on the platform. I mean, don't take my word for it. Don't take Jen's word for it. No, take my word for and, it. The fuck. <laughs> I mean, give it, give it a try yourself. Um, you know, there, it's an experience. It's a community around music that you're not going to find anywhere else in terms of the way that the community interacts with one another. Um, and actually having a positive social media platform for a change versus all this toxicity that you see on these other platforms. Um, but also have a chance to discover the best music you've never heard. Um, and there's music out there that is probably better than half the stuff on the radio that you can find on Loom. The only difference is these artists don't necessarily have the network or the money to put themselves in the positions to be in front of you. So you can find them on Loom, lum.fm. You can find us on uh, Instagram, lum.music. And from there, 
you'll see us you'll see us kind of change the entire landscape of this industry shout out to the gang all right goodbye we out